I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my team business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. Attention real estate agents who want to win more listings. Want to discover the secrets of how to create wealth and freedom by embracing the listing life without the pain of getting rejected by sellers and losing listings to more experienced agents? If so, then join me on a very special free webinar event titled How to Beat Experienced and Egotistical Listing Agents Without Commission Cutting and Overpricing. On this training, you'll discover the answers every real estate agent needs to know to instantly win more listings, including the six most widely used scripts to get a seller to sign the listing paperwork, the three success hacks to combat an agent with a huge track record of success, and the four easiest statements that instantly get sellers to pay higher commissions. These three things and so, so much more. So if you're serious about wanting to win more listings without getting rejected by sellers and losing listings to more experienced agents, register now for this special event that will show you exactly how to create wealth and freedom by embracing the listing life. Register now at hybendigital.com backslash listing or by texting the word listing to 444-999. That's listing to 444-999. And make sure to stick around for the huge game-changing offer that you won't receive anywhere else. That's listing to 444-999 or online at hybendigital.com backslash listing. See you there. Okay, Rockstar Nation. Boy, we have a great guest today that I actually stalked on Facebook. Yes, she was doing a Facebook Live about prospecting and Vulcan 7 and some stuff that I watched. And I was like, man, she needs to come on. And we got some things to talk about here. And she was so gracious to come on and give back to this audience, to you guys, the Rockstar Nation, what she is doing in Cincinnati, Ohio, and Northern Kentucky to, to cause a big stir. So without further ado, let's welcome Amy B., a real estate rock stars. Welcome, Amy. Thanks so much, Pat, for having me. I'm really excited to be here and share with your agents. Hey, Amy, why don't you give everybody a little rundown, a little bio on you so they can get to know you better? 
No problem. I've been a realtor. I'm going on my lucky 13th year in Cincinnati in Northern Kentucky. And um, I run a very small team. We do about 50 to 60 transactions a year. And I have a buyer's agent, a lead buyer's agent. I'm the lead listing agent. And I have a director of operations. Uh, so we have a lot of experience selling real estate. And that brought us or me into the realm of putting a course together uh, that helps agents sell all their listings. And I have quite a focus on using video in business as well that I like to share with people. All right, well good, well let's, we're gonna dig deep down into that. So I got your business, you basically have a, a very tight knit team that you're you know, obviously very much in control of, one other agent and one other staff member. Right. Uh, so, so usually, what I see with that is a very good profit. And let's talk about some of your numbers. What, what is your ECI, Amy? Your ego commission income, or, or as some people call it, the gross commission income. Well, I don't generally calculate gross income because I care about all the splits and and that kind of thing. But we're selling twelve million in real estate a year, okay. um, and you know our buyer's agent is doing that and then I have started charging a little bit more this year in my commission so that's going up as well. So and somewhere average, probably between three and four hundred thousand dollars is your gross. Yeah. And after what would you say your net is? Well I mean that depends on if you're counting the cost of sale to the buyer's agent. Yeah, and, yeah. Take all that out. What do you what do you end up with? What does Amy B end up with? A little over two hundred. Okay, there we go. So you're at a, you know, 50% uh, profit margin would say be a bucks 75 or so. So you're, you're well over 50%. You're somewhere probably between, I'm guessing, 50 and 60% profit margin, which is, which is very good. It's a very strong profit margin. That's awesome. <laughs> Congratulations. You're like, hey, Thanks. this is just how I roll. So, okay, so your team, you just have one buyer agent. You do all the listings, right? Yes. Okay. So tell me about that. Like you're going to do how many units this year? How many did you do last year? On the listing side, about 25. And each year, depending on what kind of year we're having, we'll do 50 to 60 sales. So some years we'll, we'll get some big ones and some, you know, uh, we'll have to do a few smaller ones. Okay, cool. So where are, I like to talk about listings because mm -hmm. buyers and ways to get buyers nowadays are so much of a cliche, right? It's just everybody is trying to jump at it. We all know that, that listings are the name of the game, that the way you really want to, uh, you know, have a good profit margin like you do and, and have a business that lasts more than a couple of years, you need to do listings. Where are you getting these listings uh, every year? My business is by referral only. After 12 years, we made that decision last year, and we feel very fortunate to have that opportunity. And that, you know, that opportunity grows out of amazing service and fantastic results. If we weren't focused on integrity and serving our clients, we wouldn't be getting as much repeat and referral business as we do. So wait a minute. So you, okay. So you made a, after 12 years in the business, you made a conscious decision. You're like, I'm not taking any business unless it's a referral. Yes. And I also did that the year I was pregnant with my first child. Wow. Okay. How, how do you do that? Because you know, every call has a, for some agents, 
most agents, every call has a dollar sign on it, right? It's $5,000, $10,000, $3,000. They see it, right? They see the commission on the call. How do you decide, eh, I'm good. Uh, you know, if it's not a referral, I want it. And tell me a little bit about that psychological transition that you had to deal with. Was it hard? Did you go through withdrawal symptoms? <laughs> and did you feel guilty uh, not taking uh, leads that could have potentially turned into thousands and thousands of dollars? Okay, so that's a very, very lengthy question. I'll first tell you that it wasn't something that I decided to do overnight. It took quite a while for me to feel like I had enough of a base in order to do that. One of the most important things that I've ever done in my business, vital to survival, was to get with a financial planner, a guy to help me budget. I had no idea how to budget when I got into real estate, and he taught me how to have a reserve, and he taught me how to live off of an, a fixed amount of money every month so that I didn't feel scarcity and that scarcity didn't cause me to feel like I had to take any opportunity that came my way. And that right there changed the game for me in terms of confidence and my ability to say no to people because what I learned is when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Mm. And there's only so much time and so much energy that you can give to this business and if I say yes to a jerk, that's taking me away from someone that's awesome, that trusts me and wants help, and someone that's, you know, maybe just a better fit in terms of personality and that trust. Whereas if I'm working with a jerk, he's going to waste a bunch of my time and take my mental happiness away from the other people that need me. And that includes my family and my other clients. So I've just learned over time to really pre-qualify clients. And a lot of people use the PETA scale, the pain in the ass scale, to determine if it makes sense to continue working with someone. And so... <laughs> okay, wait a minute, stop there. So the PETA scale, I know it's a joke, but like, is there really... Not a joke. Oh, no, no. <laughs> How do you do it? What's the PETA scale? Tell us about it. Well, it's, it's kind of relative. Some people have serious numbers that they put with it, but it's just evaluating someone's you know, motivation, their trust level. I can't work with someone if they don't trust me. It, I just will end the relationship. Their ability to work with me and communicate. So are they a difficult communicator? Am I having to chase them down? You know, again, are they financially able to sell the house or work with us? And, you know, what's their general demeanor? I really take into account who referred them to us because that really tells me where they're coming from and who they're friends with. So those are kind of the factors that I take into account. And I learned at age 36, I decided that I had enough experience to start trusting my gut. And so I started to, and I just said no to people that I just didn't feel like it was a fit. No, I don't think I can meet your expectations. And that was hard in the beginning. And what helped me get better at it 
was having another agent that I could trust to refer it to. So I wasn't just saying no and leaving them hanging. I was giving them another resource that might be a better fit for them based on their situation. And so, and so this is just another agent in your office and you just take a referral fee or, or do you even yep. take, take one? Yep, I do. Okay. So you're just like, you talk to them on the phone and you're like, eh. I mean, like, like, let's say I, so if I called you and I just said, I was Googling real estate agents and you came up interviewing three agents to list the house, what would you say? I really appreciate you calling me. What was it that caused you to call based on what you saw online? And then I, I just, uh, you know, I, I like the sound of your name, Amy B. It has a little ring to it. Hmm. Is that the criteria by which you're choosing your agent? No, but I, I had to pick three. You know, everything I read says pick three agents and interview them. So would you like to come over and give me a market analysis of my house? You know what? I understand completely. And I do think that you should interview multiple agents if you have never been through this process before. I'm going to respectfully decline the opportunity because, you know, I only take so many listings a year and I only have so much time to dedicate and I don't uh, want to waste your time and my client's time, you know, kind of spinning wheels with something. If you're not sure that I'm the right fit for you, I want you to find someone who is. And if those interviews don't work out, you know, I'd be happy to discuss our process and our system for selling 100% of our listings. And I would encourage you to read our online reviews, but time is too precious. And, you know, we just, we don't compete in that, in that marketplace. Wow. Amazing. And then, and so then you, you refer to another agent in your office, obviously what I'm going to do is I'm going to refer you to, to Mike Evans uh, and uh, Mike can take care of you or whoever it is. And, and so like how many referral fees did you get from this agent? Would you say last year in the last 12 months? How about in the last 12 months, I've probably eight or nine transactions. So you did leave, I mean, I mean, some people listening would be like, damn, you know, she is leaving money on the table. But in your mind, no, not at all. Well, and when you were asking the question before and you said, you know, these agents are seeing dollar signs, you know, they're seeing paychecks. You know, if somebody calls me and they want to see a $100,000 house, yes, that's $3,000. But what I know because of my experience is that that's not worth my time because it's going to take me hours upon hours to get that transaction closed based on that price point and potentially the, you know, the other situations around it. And I can't, it's just not a good use of my time. So I'll get them with somebody who will have um, a better time and really wants to work that price point. Yeah, and, and you know what people don't pay attention to, and I see this over and over again, especially with these mega teams, right? The big, giant teams. Nothing against big, giant teams. We have plenty of people that come on with big, giant teams. But that being said, when we're talking about profit margin, right, I have seen that the profit from a buyer agent on some large teams is less than a quarter, is less than 25%. Meaning, if you're paying your buyer agents out 60, 70, sometimes 80%, you're only getting 
you know, um, 30%, 35%, and you have expenses to carry that buyer agent, to train that buyer agent, to, you know, keep them happy. You have buyer agents that quit, buyer agents that fire, you get fired, you got time putting into that. And then when it all dwindles down, you might be making 10% on the buyer agent, where Amy's making 25% and not doing anything. So there's no cost. So it's pure profit. Those eight deals, it was pure 25% with no work. So um, sometimes you got to really look at your profit numbers and say, I'm, I can probably make more on 25% referral fees with no expense, no time taken away from your kids, right? No, right. no stress of training, which a lot of agents don't like to do, right? And no stress of being beholden or frustrated. Why isn't this agent selling? If you just refer it to an agent that you already know is good. Well, and you know, we have rules on our team. We created the rules because we want to have a work-life balance. And we want to be able to enjoy our families and the money that we're making with our families. So, you know, I don't work evenings or weekends. I feel like that's easier to do as a listing agent. And I've worked really hard with my buyer's agent to get her to refocus her time differently so that she has more evenings and weekends available with her family as well. And it's taken me two years to convince her to have a minimum price and to refer the lower stuff out. And now that she's doing it, she's loving it she really sees a lot of value in getting rid of the low ones so that she can be opened up and available to receive the larger price properties. And she's not running herself into the ground 24 hours a day, seven days a week with as many buyers as she can. She's focusing on the higher value ones and giving them great service. Okay. So I want you to talk about that. Like talk about like how the universe works in her favor and how it's worked in your favor once you close the door to lower end stuff, like what, first of all, what is the standard that Amy B has price point? It fluctuates between 100,000 and 150 and below would be something that we would refer out. Okay. Also, there's a certain part of town that we don't feel comfortable selling just because we just don't want to learn that part of town and it's very unique and specific. And so we'll refer. In other that. words, it's a bad neighborhood. You know, I mean, you could say that. I mean, the you're price allowed, is, yeah. the price is very low in general. Um, and I just don't understand how houses can sell that low. So it's just not, <laughs> it's right. not connecting with me. So I just don't, I just learn what I need to learn and be really good at that. And okay. I leave that to somebody else. Yep. All right. So you, you have standards on zip codes, let's just say, or areas. You have standards on, you know, 125,000, let's just say. So what happened, right? Tell me what happened when you said 125 grand and below, I ain't touching it. Unless they're referred to me personally, I ain't touching it. What, what happened? How did the universe shine on you rather than make you go out of business when you did that? Well, again, it's all about mind share and there's only so much room in your brain and there's only so much time in the day. And when you have kids, it, it hard forces you to figure out how you're going to make life work, working 
and being present for your family. And so you can just only do so much. So my, my kind of way that I say it is I can either have time or I can have money. So if I'm making myself, so if I'm referring something out that I know is going to spin my wheels and make me unhappy, that I'm away from my family, I'm going to refer that out so that I can have that time with my family instead. Because right now that's more important to me than making that money or even referring that deal out to someone else and taking that extra time and finding a higher lead opportunity, right? So either way, you know, there are agents out there that um, want to make more money. And so you just have to take the scraps and give them away because they're taking too much of your time so that you can keep focused on that higher price property or that person that's less of a pain in the ass that you want to work with so that you're more efficient. Yeah, and you just have to trust, right? You just have to have faith. I mean, uh, what Amy is saying is, is a truism, you know? Just release it and you'll be surprised. I mean, you can always go back, right? If you're getting ready to starve, which her financial planner told her, look, Amy, you're not gonna starve, do this. And when she did it, it made it better. But once you decide that, if, if, if you all of a sudden start to panic, you can start taking the scraps again, right? I did the same thing. I, I, I was afraid I was going to – I remember way back when I, I, you know, started taking Thursdays off and not taking any calls. And then I took Sundays off and not taking any calls. And I thought, you know, throwing away all this money. But what happened was my business, you know, grew just because I was better the five days that I did work. Right. And, and just because I became more desirable with the takeaway and more professional, right? People, did, people saw me as professional all of a sudden, uh, where before I was, a, I was seen as a junkyard dog. You know what I mean? So, so I think it will work in your favor. You just, have to, you just have to do it. Yeah, I mean, I was just recently reading this book called Essentialism, um, and it's incredible. And it talks about, you know, your mind needs to have time off mentally. That means not on your phone, not reading, just completely not doing anything. And you can't really have that time to regenerate if you're not taking the time. And that time when you're regenerating is causing you to think about other opportunities that you have, better ways to do things, connections that you might be missing. All of that stuff allows you to expand your brain and expand your business just because you are taking care of yourself the way you should. But if you're running yourself into the ground every single day and every single night, I mean, that's a hard life. And that it sucks. It to happen. And it's, it's a, you know, we're in a consuming business and um, you're right, that sucks. And not to mention the health effects, right? I mean, you're, yeah. it causes cancer. Everybody knows stress causes cancer, heart disease, you know, all, all sort of ailments. So, so, you know, you have this thing, Amy, and you teach classes on it and you have a course on it and, and it's how to, how to make sure 100% of your listings sell, right? Which, which in this market, people are probably like, oh, I'm not worried about that. But what I'm finding is in this market that there's a lot, uh, you know, your, the listings that come on the market, they either sell or they don't, right? They're like some listings if they're hot listings in a hot neighborhood and, and peak condition, they sell, right? But there's certainly houses that are not selling that 
get stigmatized as unsaleable with small amounts of days on the market where it used to be not a stigma at all. And I think it's, it's hurting more listings uh, now that the markets are hotter. So, so how, uh, if you could just give us advice for the people listening, and wherever they are, if I want to create a business where 100% of my listings sell and I want to be able to tell people 100% of my listings sell, what do I need to do? What are the steps? Can you can you give yeah. us the meat and potatoes there? Well, let me let me clarify the the title of the course just a little bit. Um, I sell 100% of my listings. I also don't take listings that I don't think will sell. So sometimes the best listings you take are the ones you don't. Um, and if 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 you're really being honest with yourself, I know when I was first starting or my first three or four years. At the end of the year, I would sit down and I would figure out how many listings didn't sell and I would be honest with myself about why. And, you know, I just started to discover the things that were working and weren't working. And, you know, when you don't sell a listing, you're not only not making the commission, but you're not getting paid for the hours that you put in and any of the expenses that you're putting in to that property. And, you know, when when you're working in a business uh, like mine with repeat and referrals, that's also a reputation that you have to manage. So you can't be taking listings that won't sell when it's your friend that gave you the lead, right? So you have to be honest and upfront with people and really direct with them about what it's gonna take to get their listing sold. So not only do I sell 100% of the listings, we're selling them faster, we're selling them for more money, we're getting into multiple offers more often, and I know that that happens in general with a great market like we're in. But like I just told you, I started in 2005 and my career average days on market is less than 30 days. That's even in the really hard times. That's when we were upside down on values. Um, and so the course, what it does is it, you know, it teaches you how to, how to take a lead opportunity through to to the listing in all the ways that you lead your client and they listen to you and trust you. So it starts with a very specific list of questions in a pre-qualification call. From there we do a um, site visit and we'll do some pricing analysis. We involve the seller in that pricing analysis so that they're seeing what we're seeing. And then we do what we call a pricing and strategy meeting with them. If we're on the same page at that point, we move forward with the listing. If we're not, then we can't make, meet their expectations. But most of the time, it makes sense to them when we're laying that out to them and the tools that we're using for pricing and the way that we're explaining um, overpricing and those types of multiple offer concepts to them start to make sense. And we create that rapport and that trust with them and they allow us to lead them through the transaction that way. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is it's a two step, you do a two step listing, right? The first time you go out and walk around the house and meet them. And then the second time you go out and do price. Is that right? Well, the first, the first step is the pre-qualification phone call and that's 30 minutes. Right. Oh, and then it's I a 30 minute phone call. Uh huh. Okay, so we're going to go into all this, but first of all, what are you doing? Because a lot of people are thinking, man, you know, I take a call for a listing for me, it's five minutes or less. What in the world are you talking about for 30 minutes? Is it scheduled? Uh, do you yes. do it on Zoom? Do you do it on the phone? What, like, t how does this whole process work? 
Well, I require that they um, do a phone meeting. I am not a fly by the seat of my pants kind of person. So I'll get a time and I'll say it'll take 15 to 30 minutes. It almost always takes 30 minutes. The purpose of the pre-qualification call is to start building rapport and trust, get into relationship and ask some questions that not only help me decide if I want the listing because at this point I'm trying to disqualify it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you're trying not to take it. I love this. And, and off the seat of my pants here, can you share that questionnaire with us so we can get an idea of what it would look like for 30 minutes of questions on the phone? Would you be willing to do that for the audience? You know, I would be happy to share a couple key questions with you, but that's really a key part of the course that I sell. Okay. So um, what are some key questions then? Key questions. Do I have permission to be honest with you throughout this process? Okay, and what else? The answer to that is very important, and it sets the stage for the rest of the call. Are you, are you interviewing other agents for the job of selling your home? Okay. We all know we're supposed to ask that question, but does anybody really ask it? Right. Another, what, the most important question for me, because I am you know, a realtor through the tough times, is what is your mortgage balance on the property? And then furthermore, you know, I find that everybody has a price in mind of what their home is worth. Um, you know, what is your expectation realistically? And then they, they explain what that is. And then I ask them, well, how did you come up with that figure? So they're telling me the reasons or where they're coming up with things. I'm writing it down word for word so that I can investigate those houses that they're talking about, or I can go back through and, you know, pull those comps to show them yes or no and get a, an accurate understanding. Because if they're way out of line with their numbers, then it's just not going to work. Um, and honestly, in the tougher market, I would have to do twice as many of these to get the listings I needed because so many people were upside down. Yeah. Yeah. But the key is you're on the phone. You're not like wasting time driving out there, driving back, you know, BSing yeah. with them about their freaking cat and all that stuff. Right. Yes. So, no, so you're saying, that's a great point. It's done on the phone. It's done during business hours. I give them the hours that they can schedule a call. Um, and then if that makes sense, I do a site visit and I tell them I'm going to be there from five to 10 minutes. And most of the time I, you know, nobody's there when I go. So I can use a garage code and I'll walk through as I am a buyer. And again, you know, most of the time they're not there and I kind of pop in in the day just to check out the property. I, I've tried to do a one step and I just can't do it. I have to physically see the it's property. It's quality though. I mean, it's quality. So, so okay. So your, your script would be something like, um, listen, I need to stop by and take a 10 minute tour through the eyes of a buyer. Do you have a garage code that I could use to get in? for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. So you're purposely setting it up. So you're hoping that they won't be there, right? So that you can Absolutely. focus. Yeah. Yes. Because I am easily distracted and I will tell them that. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. And then, then, then what happens? Then I um, take my notes from the site visit. I do some pricing. I involve them in some of that pricing. I put together my pricing and strategy meetings. So I have a specific agenda that I go through to take them through the pricing. And here's the awesome part, Pat. What I discovered is I can do these on Zoom and have no travel time 
and I don't have to go to their house. But because I went to the site visit, I can also meet them at my office, which is a lot more convenient for me. And I'm offering them times between, you know, basically eight and four. Sam Monreal has over 200 agents that he sifts through leads for every day at his company, Rockerbox. Dale Archdeacon coaches agents how to sift through leads on their team. Both are industry experts at incoming leads and outbound leads. Nobody is talking more about this subject than these two guys. They have given me the form that all their people, all their coaches, and in Sam's case, all his sifters use to qualify potential seller prospects and to turn them into listing appointments. I'm gonna give this form to you for free just as a benefit of being a listener of Real Estate Rockstars. To get a free copy of this form, text SCRIPT, that's S-C-R-I-P-T, to 444-999. That's SCRIPT to 444-999. So... You still, let's say, okay, so you spoke on the phone 30 minutes. You've used the garage code 15 minutes. Then you're going to do a Zoom call, let's just say, right? And if you guys don't know what Zoom is, it's awesome. Zoom.us, Zoom.us. I'm sure they have a free trial or whatever, but it's basically like Skype, but it's uh, an upgraded version, a much upgraded version, very easy to get people to use it because you just send them a link. They don't have to, you know, go through a rigmarole downloading widgets and stuff like that. So you you're zooming them face to face right and uh on the computer so you're you're so you may not actually meet them and then then what happens and and here's the thing i had and you tell me if if i'm completely wrong and, and i'm hoping that you will say it because it's kind of what your strategy is here but a, an old mentor of mine said never propose marriage after a fight but you're essentially proposing marriage after fight because you're doing price before you do marketing and before you do, you know, why Amy B is the greatest, right? Well, I'm glad you brought that up. That's the dog and pony show that I don't do. Whoa. And the dog and pony happens in those few days between that first phone call and the pricing and strategy meeting. So I have a uh, five... Uh, email video campaign that I send out that does the dog and pony. So it introduces me, it introduces the expectations of my team, it gives them a, our track record, it shows them what a listing looks like online, it gives testimonials, um, talks about our numbers, and that all that stuff is out of the way. So I never have to talk about that at the pricing and strategy meeting. That pricing and strategy meeting is just about pricing, timing, strategy. And, you know, you were talking about the fight. I get that out of the way in an email before I arrive if, you know, we're doing it face-to-face. -face, but we send out the comps in advance so that they can take the time to look at these, what is selling that's like their house, see the condition and the price that they're getting before I come in and deliver it again. So they okay. 
So, but do you give them the price no, uh, in, the, no. in the email? No. Just the comps? I, and I can share the email with you that I send, but it's basically, you know, here's some houses that are similar to yours that are on the market right now. Take a look and tell me which ones you think are most like yours or would be most competitive with yours. Um, and then I send in the actives that I think would be similar or really compete. And then I'll also send them a separate email with the sold properties. Those are reality. You know, the actives are la la land. It's like what they hope to get. And the solds are when people have come to a mutual agreement and sold their property. So then they get a feel for what the property looks like when it sells and what the actual sale price is so that they're more reasonable. And what I find is that when they review these prior to, and I ask them to just give me some feedback, which one do you think is most like yours or, you know, what do you think? Sometimes they'll just respond and, and say something like, oh, this is very helpful. Looks like I'm not getting 250. How I like that. I like, I, I like how your, your interaction in between the walkthrough and the pricing and strategy meeting, which is not a listing appointment, guys. It's a pricing and strategy meeting. Your interaction is via email. So you're already come, becoming friends with them through email. Like they're like, like, here you go. Here's a video. Here's the neighborhoods. Which one? Do you think is most like yours? Meaning it's a rhetorical question. You've already done the homework. You know which one is most like yours, but you're, you're getting them involved, right? Yes. And, and letting that silence happen after you send the email. So they then have to go through them and be like, mm, you know, one, two, three, umpty ump is most like ours. And, it, and then, then you create a dialogue before the meeting even starts. Right. I'm prepared to go in there and, and talk about that. And, you know, them reviewing these emails also gives me an indication of their motivation and, you know, their personality profile, if they're, you know, a high C or any of that. And it, it allows me to prepare for that meeting a little bit better. Yeah. So you're, you're basically, you know, I guess what I'm curious about, Amy, is this, right? So you've done, you know, this pricing and strategy. People hate, hate it when I say this. But in reality, right, what sells houses is price and MLS, right? I get, I get a lot of crap for saying that, but it really does boil down to that, guys. But above that, right, so you, you're going in there, you're saying, hey, I'm going to take the, the best of the best, the ones that are serious. Let's say you get somebody that is serious. What is your close? How do you transition from... Here's the price, strategy meeting to sign the paperwork. What scripts do you use or how do you do that? So my, um, I am not one of those people that goes in and says, one of three things is going to happen tonight. You're going to hire me. <laughs> you're going to, you know. Yeah, that's whatever. Mike Ferry. Yeah. That's not my thing. Um, I am a very aggressive salesperson and I know that. And so this is the part where I try to be less aggressive. So my close is really just a very consultative appointment with pricing and strategy. And generally at the end, you know, um, we're signing a listing agreement or I'm sending them the documents on dot loop to sign it, or I've already sent it in advance so that they can review it just depending on what I know about the situation and the carrot for signing the listing agreement is, you know, what I tell them, you know, now's the time for you to decide if we're a fit. Um, it's a mutual interview process. Like I said, from the beginning, 
And, you know, I've shared with you what it's going to take, how long it's going to take, what the reality of the pricing is. And you have to decide, am I the right fit for you? And at that point, you know, most of the time they say yes. Sometimes they say, we want to talk about it and we'll get back to you. And most of the time I get like a text or a call within 10 minutes or something um, or the next morning something like that. So I proactively a lot of times send those documents in advance, but the carrot to that is I say, you know, the next steps for us once you decide to hire me is for you to sign this contract that makes us legally married to each other or doing business together and I can represent you. Then I will schedule my stager to come out and that's on my that's at my expense and my stager will come out and give you a room by room list of things that we can do to make sure that we're maximizing the price of the house. But I can't do that until that listing agreement is signed. So we need to get that signed and everybody desperately wants that staging list. That's like what they right, want. Right. So it's, I, I just work it, you know? Yeah. Right. And, and that's another way you can blow it too. Right. If the stager comes out and pisses them off, Right. So you want to, again, it goes back to the marriage, you know, proposal uh, after a fight. You know, you want to get the listing first, right, and then give that second. So this is great stuff. So I'm just curious what you would say to people that are driving down the road listening to this saying, I don't have enough deals, right, to do what she does. I want to do what she does. I want to be powerful like her. I want to be able to have standards, right, and not be this person with commission breath running around trying to get every deal desperately. What advice do you have for them to, 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 to start, right? To begin. I mean, how many deals do you need to do? How comfortable do you need to feel? What, you know, help out the, the people that are, were, are you five years ago. Absolutely. And I remember sitting in, in trainings and people saying, I don't take listings anymore. I don't work buyers anymore. And I'm thinking how, are they doing that? I can't wait to get to that point. I remember saying that in my head. What is it going to take for me to get there? Um, and really, again, I cannot stress how helpful it was for me to work with someone to get me on a budget. I had never run a business before, and I never had to budget money before. And that was the complete game changer to me being able to stay in real estate long-term. I mean, I'll be honest with you, uh, I owe the IRS $25,000 that I didn't have one year. It scared the living hell out of me, and I vowed never to let that happen again. Um, so that's something that I would say is you gotta get real with your money and get real with what you need to make and what you don't need to make because that will guide you into saying what you need to do in your business. And yes, in the beginning, you're gonna need to get experience because you need to know why you don't want to take those deals in the future and what are the pitfalls and all of those things. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, until you have enough business to where you don't have enough time, you need to continue to take everything that comes your way that's safe and reasonable for you. Um, because experience is the name of the game in real estate. And then once you become sophisticated enough to maybe have some really great numbers or results in your listings and being able to promote that, you're going to attract the people that are attracted to, you know, great service and great results. And then you're going to build that business and be able to kind of let go some of those 
lower level people. But again, it's about having discipline and focus on the things that are the most important first and saying no to the other things so that you can build your business. Okay, that, that's, that's great advice you guys should be listening if you're in that scenario or, or anybody. And, and here's another curious question about this. Now, are you beating out mega agents like ego agents that have, you know, 300 deals a year, uh, hundreds of deals a year with huge, massive teams? Are you beating them on listing appointments? I pretty much get any listing appointment that I'm interested in. Okay, so give us some advice like how. Let's say someone's listening right there, solo agent or their agent with just one team member, two team members like you. Can you give me some exact strategies, some scripts, some things that you say or some things that you point out to make the mega agent look bad? Well, that's not nice. To well, make to make you look better. Yeah. But the reality, no. right? This is your... your Give right. some advice, yeah. You know, I mean, I think that long-term, if you've got great service and great numbers and great testimonials, those kind of speak for themselves. Uh, nobody's better at um, making you look good than somebody else that can say great things about you. So um, really focusing on getting testimonials so that, that, so that someone else can tell that story and making sure that you're putting those in front of the client. So... You know, I think that I get a lot of my business because I'm, I'm using, because I'm using video immediately when I meet the lead, I am portrayed as warm, authentic, and relatable in my video. So they immediately feel a connection that's very warm. That's not like mega agent, blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm no, number one. I'm number one. I'm right, number right, one. Right. Right? You're not even saying that. You're just saying. Well, I'm not. Hey, I'm Amy. Yeah. You know, here's some information that's that's news you can use. Right, and you know, our we don't take every listing in town. We we take the ones that we feel we can meet your expectations and get sold. We're not trying to be number one. We're very focused on our clients, and um, you know, we pretty much take a listing and sell it. We never have a ton of inventory. We're never feeling like we're stretched. We're very focused, hands-on. Um, and we have a great team of people, both internally and with our vendors. And, you know, I just, if, if they're interviewing a mega agent, I'll say, you know what, that's going to be great for you to see how well they communicate, how quickly they communicate. Because when there's an offer that comes in on your house, you're going to really want to make sure that it's somebody that you feel like you can work with and that is responsive and will work well with another agent that's bringing the buyer. So just with using the video, Pat, honestly, I know I tell this story and it sounds corny, but just by sending the videos from the time that I get a lead until the time that maybe I meet them face-to-face -face at the pricing and strategy meeting, I can't tell you how many times I walk up to somebody's front door and I get a hug. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Or they say, oh my gosh, it's Amy. We feel like we know you from the videos. And I mean, what a head start that is in building trust and rapport when you arrive to their house and they're giving you a hug. What do you think is going to happen in that pricing and strategy meeting? Right. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. And they, I, I bet you they feel like they have to watch these videos because you're not giving them a why me presentation. And you're letting them know, you know, these videos are 
this. So you're not going to get right. this in, in, so, unless you watch the videos. Right. At the end of the pre-qualification phone call, I have a question on there that says, hey, I'm going to be sending you a series of five emails and I need you to commit to watching those because that's going to get you a really clear understanding of what it's like to work with our team. It's going to talk about the marketing if that's important to you. All of that stuff is going to be out of the way so we can get right to business when we meet and talk about pricing and strategy. And then and, is it one video a day for five days or do you send yep. them all five at once? One video a day for five days. It breaks so you, it up. So you make sure that your pricing and strategy meeting is five days after at least five days after your half an hour phone call meeting or after your uh, walkthrough with the garage group. It always pretty much works out pretty well because once you tell somebody you want to come and see their house, they ought to have a couple days to get it ready, you know? And yeah. then I need a couple days to, to get my pricing together and then they need to respond to that pricing. So now what if they haven't watched the videos? What if you get there and, and okay. you say you're zooming? I love this there? question. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So um, I would say, you know, say you ask me, you know, what is your marketing process? You know what? I sent that to you in the third video that came across and I can resend that to you if you want. Um, did you have a chance to watch those videos? Is, is the marketing important? And, you know, I don't care if they watch them or not. It, it, really. Half the time if they don't watch them, they already trust me enough to not even ask yeah, about that it. Yeah, that could be just they don't care. Right. And they're going to sign anyways. Yeah. So, but you know what's, what's awesome about that, Pat, is I'm not having to sit there and do a dog and pony show about all that stuff if they don't really care about it. That's their choice, right. They do it on their time. They watch that stuff on their time. So I'll get questions all the time about things, and I'll say, you know what? That was in one of those videos that I sent. Let me resend that to you, and then I'll send it to them again or whatever, you know. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So here's a great question that people need to know, right, because I'm assuming that you don't take, or they don't take you, a larger percentage of the time that uh, than people anticipate in their mind. I mean, I hear statistics, people are like, you know, I, I list 90%, or I list, my listing ratio is 100% or 85%, and I, I would be willing to bet you're, you don't want that, because if you wanted that, then uh, you would be taking, you know, everything. Right. What, what would you say your percentage is? How many do you have to go through to say, this is a good fit. Right. Well, I like to use the phrase that I like to cut the fat early before I cook the meat, right? Because it's, I just invest more time up front to make sure that it makes sense and that it will sell. I'd rather do it that way than do a bunch of work and sign a bunch of paperwork and have a bunch of, you know, conversations and expenses with people and then find out that they weren't really motivated to sell. So what percentage would you say of the phone call appointments that you do. The pre-call. Yes, versus houses that you actually list and get paid on. Um, I would say that I probably do a site visit, which is the next step from the pre-call, on 70% of the phone calls. Okay. Um, maybe 60%. Maybe and... Sometimes we won't move forward as a result or there we're still working some things out. But most of the time, if I do a pricing and strategy meeting with someone, I would say 95% of the time I, I have, I have it. it and and rare, rarely is there any competition because of the way that I've done it. And sometimes 
with the, my process, I eliminate my competition before they even do their first phone call because they feel like the questions that I'm asking are so clear and they've engaged with me and connected with me on the video that they just don't call the other agent. Hmm. Fascinating. And you're not attached, right? If they, if they just say, okay, and they never get back to you or they, they go with someone else, are you attached? Do you, you crush yourself or is it easier because you really have just been sitting in videos, you really haven't connected with them. They've connected with you. Right. I mean, if they choose to go somewhere else before I invest a bunch of time, that's, that's their decision. And a lot of times that's because of a different, you know, commission rate or, you know, something like that, or they don't want me to be honest with them. Some right. people just aren't ready for that. Right. And, and, and I like how you just tell them, you know, I respectfully decline uh, the business. I, you know, a mentor of mine could set a career had a, a huge referral business back in the day. And, I remember she used to just tell me uh, she never respectfully declined anything. She just gave people really low prices. <laughs> mm. and, and then they said, well, we're not listing with her. But I think either or, it doesn't really matter. What really matters is like what you said. If you get out of it, you're getting out of it before you waste a lot of time. You're not and losing money. anything, right? Yeah. Right. And money. Time and money, right? It's a good thing. Yep. So I'd rather lose the opportunities in the beginning than take the listing and lose it there. Yeah, right. It's absolutely. just the, yeah. the flip-flop mentality. Through all that emotion and all that time and energy and money and everything else. And but, screw, up, screw up your average. <laughs> yeah, and I feel fortunate that, you know, I am in control of my, my decisions and my business. And I can say those things. I know that, you know, there's – there's a lot of pressure when you're growing a team and when you're getting bigger and bigger and bigger and you feel like, you know, you have to have so many listings and are those really quality or so many appointments and do they even make sense to have gone on the appointment, but you're just doing things because you think you need to do things. And I mean, I think that that's part of being profitable is being smart with your time and money and not spending stupid time and money when you're not going to get paid back for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, listen, Amy, this has been incredible. I think that a lot of people are going to uh, be attracted to this podcast and this episode. I'm going to put all of Amy's information on hybendigital.com backslash Amy B. You can reach out to her with any uh, referrals you may have in her area, or you can uh, reach out to her and say thanks for you know uh, coming on the show and being so candid. We're also going to put uh, a link to Amy's class which she sells online on the, the and we, uh, we do take agent referrals despite being by referral. Oh, there only. You go. Agent referrals are very, very important to us as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, it is a recommendation. Yes, of her. It is. And Amy, uh, you know, we are building a toolbox here of rocks at rockstar nation. All the guests are contributing sure. something to the toolbox. Is there something you could give our listeners that, they, that we could put in this toolbox that they could use if they go to hybendigital.com backslash Amy B? Absolutely. I'll put a couple of those pre-qualification questions in there, and then I'll put the email templates for the two emails that we send out to our clients that help them come to the reality of a real good price and maybe something else too. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amy. Really appreciate you coming on, and uh, best of luck to you in all your future endeavors. Thanks for the opportunity. I'm a big fan of your book, Seven Steps to Six, six Figures. Steps. 
Six yeah. Steps to Seven Figures. Steps to Seven <laughs> Figures, and I really enjoy that book as well. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday, but in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.